Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 145 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is... FF versus MM romance. What are the differences? Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the woman with all the Fs. She's fun. She's frothy. She's fetching. She's fantastic. She's not feral one bit. TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? I'm fucked off, Claire. I'm <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> yeah, you're on topic. Well done. The woman with all the Fs. She's fucking fucked off, everyone. <laughs> Tell me, TV, what's going on in your world? Oh, everything, everything is going on in my world. Not, not all the fun stuff. But um, first off, we had a we had a massive storm this past weekend. We probably should mention that um, to continue the F trend. We are recording this on February first. Oh, and very good. Yeah, I just wanted to throw in another F. Yeah, since I'm fucked off. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> fucked off on February the first. Yeah. There you go. The other 27 days aren't looking good. But, um, yeah, we had a massive storm in New England this past weekend. And while the snow was really pretty, there was just way too much of it. And then I had to dig out my car, Pepper, and I effed up my back again. This is after going to uh, massages for the past three weeks to work out the same spot that is now radiating pain. <laughs> I have a massage scheduled for next week. But I'll be honest, I'm really fucking tired of back pain. Mm -hmm. I'm really tired of it. So, um, and it's just one of those things where, like, not only was it I injured my back, but when we have this much snow in a short window, like, I don't get to sleep for, like, 48 hours because <laughs> there's too much snow on the streets and too much snow on the sidewalk, and I live on a main street, so at night, the snow plows are going through and the crews are coming in and they're um, trucking out all the snow. So they have to like use construction equipment to lift the snow into a bed of a truck. And then the truck drivers drive off and then they dump it off in a field. So when construction um, trucks, I don't know if you know, they back up a lot. You know, you said that there are a lot of uh, differences between the U.S. and the U.K., but that is a universal truth. Oh. I have not slept in 48 hours because it's this constant beeping, constant plowing. And it's no one's fault. It's just, well, no, I won't say that because then I don't want Mother Nature to, like, really get back at me. So it's no <laughs> one's fault. No one's fault. But also during the storm, Gray, my cat, decided that was a good time to get really sick. And we had two big problems. We were in the middle of a blizzard. So I wasn't able to get her to a vet. Um, I have driven in a blizzard before, but that was way back when I was 19 years old, and I'm still recovering from that hellish trip on a highway in a blizzard, and I didn't want to do it again. But the other problem with Gray is I found out in December for her yearly checkup, Gray does not like the vet, and I learned just how ferocious Gray can be. And so I was like, oh. so I was stressing out because I was like, well, if I have to get her to the vet, I'm going to have to drive in a blizzard, but then they're going to have to sedate her because she hates vets. It's been not a fun week. We're only on Tuesday. I'm not enjoying life right now. And I'm really tired because I haven't slept. On top of all this, just round out why I'm just fucked off this week. 
Um, I launched my novel, the London novella, The Proposal. And if you remember, I was really nervous about releasing this one because Amazon is having major issues with rank. And they messed up my Lizzie release. Well, Amazon has not fixed things. um, The proposal has not lost its rank. But the ranking system is completely jacked. A book isn't ranking now for 36 hours. They're not updating ranks. They're updating ranks, it seems like, every 36 hours. I think during the first 36 hours when you hit publish and then when it finally does rank, I think all those purchases and page reads and reviews during that time are not being counted. Also, they're just making things hard and it's killing visibility and it's crushing new releases. And if they don't fix it soon, I'm not sure how... I'm going to handle launches going forward. I may have to rejigger my launch strategy completely because it's now all on me to get word out about a new release. There's no visibility. Well, yeah. there is visibility. It did finally hit the charts, but that first like few days, you have nothing. Yeah, maybe people have to uh, rejig their their launch strategy actually, right? Like launch it three days early and then do the actual launch. Maybe that's the thing to do. If if people are working out there's a 36 or however long, 72 hours or something uh, in between. But like you say, it can change any time. So, hey, um, it's keeping us nimble and on our toes, right? Well, it's just hard because like my past two launches... And we, we keep saying you can't count on certain money and this is why you have to have savings and everything. And I get that, but like to have two launches in a row completely fucked up because of things that are out of your control, it's very frustrating. And I think one of the other things we have to rethink on our launch strategy is how to get the word out, not just with um, charts on Amazon, but like how to get like working with authors and asking authors to put stuff in newsletters and asking authors or readers to share the news on social media and everything. I think everyone's just going to have to band together a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. No, And obviously I was not um, belittling uh, your issues uh, there because having two uh, releases in a row fucked up is, is not fun, not fun on anyone's uh, watch. Uh, but like you said, it's affecting um, you, it's affecting loads of uh, lesbian fiction authors, but it's affecting authors across the board. And it's no good for anyone, because if this all carries on, it's going to affect all of us. So it's it's all of our problems. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're a writer out there, do help out other writers. And if you're a reader, do, do make a noise about new releases, because um, every little bit helps. Absolutely. And I've reached out to many authors and all of them are very willing to help. And it's, it's that, that's the positive. This is positive 2022. I'm going to try and stay positive. That's the positive <laughs> out of this. People are willing to help. Yes. Yes. Every People are generally nice, TB. People are generally nice and kind. It is really, really important for everyone listening to know that if you do see uh, new releases and they are being affected by this Amazon glitch, uh, it's great to, great to just shout them out wherever you can. Absolutely. And I'm not just asking that for the proposal, even though I won't turn it down. But if you are a fan of any author and they have a new release, if you can get the word out about those new releases, it will help. Every little bit helps. So that's why I'm fucked off this week. How are you? Are you fucked off? I'm, I'm, well, I am now. I'm bummed on your behalf, darling. But um, I'm not fucked off. I am, I am fun and frothy and whistable. 
Uh, yes, I'm here. So I wasn't planning on doing a, a recording this week because, yes, I am in Whitstable, uh, just changing up my writing setup. But um, it fell to the it fell to the writing uh, to the podcast gods that this is our week to record. So here I am, sitting on a daybed, balancing the, uh, the the laptop in between my thighs. It's a, it's a beautiful image for you all. Uh, TB's got it live on video. Uh, but yes, I'm, I'm having a lovely time. Um, I'm here in Whitspool with my friend Alison who writes gay romance, which is very uh, apt for this week's topic, right? And we've been uh, we've been here two days now. We're here for another three after this, and we are going. We've been going at getting up every morning, going out for a walk along the seafront, uh, and then doing three hours um, work in the morning, having a couple of hours at lunch, another walk along the seafront, and then three hours work in the afternoon. So, three hours, two three hour deep work blocks, uh, and yeah, I've just come out of one to do this. So, I'm a bit knackered. Not gonna lie. Well. Kudos to you for being such a trooper, but I have a, a very pressing question. Hmm. Have you had oysters yet? No, not yet. Maybe you, if you had, you wouldn't be so knackered. Yeah. <laughs> have they got special powers? I, I'm just assuming so. I don't know. I have no idea. This is I am not a scientist or no one's going to trust me on this, but I would just think. Do you know what, though? I, energy. I have been walking up and down Whitstable Seafront, and, and it will always now be be forever tied to one golden summer and Kirsty and uh, and her sister Ginger and Saffron and all all the all the herbs and spices. No, it's Saffron's sister Ginger, isn't it? Look, herb, herbs and spices galore. But um yes, uh, I've been walking along the seafront and thinking, oh, that's where Kirsty's Kirsty lives. Oh, that's where Kirsty's parents live. So yeah, it's been nice. It's been very it's a very familiar place, Whitstable. It's one of my favourite places and the seafront is gorgeous. I mean it's not it's not the seafront to to lie on the beach and sunbathe, it's all shingles and, and not very comfortable, but it's a lovely one to walk along in bracing winter days. But I'm, I do plan to have a, an oyster before I leave, uh, so yeah, I've got three more days to do it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lay on that beach, but it's it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. So um, so this week, um, I'm following on really. It's a, funny, it's a funny thing, because since being in my new office space, which is working... I had a little bit of a meltdown about it, but it worked. Re- it's been working really well the last couple of weeks, and so really, I have been kind of doing deep work blocks every day. And so, um, my aim was to have the my Christmas book ed- edit draft two done by the time I went to Whitstable, um, and I I nearly did it. Um, I finished it today. So. It, my Christmas book is edited to draft two, so that's really good news. Um, more or less done. I've just got to write the final chapter in an epilogue. But you know, when I come back to it, um, once this book I'm writing is is off to the editor, hopefully it will be not too shabby. Um, and then last week I plotted this new book, and now I've written my first four thousand words on it today. So, so things are going well. And let's hope, let's hope by the time you release your Christmas book, Amazon's ranking system is fixed. Oh my God, I fucking hope so. <laughs> Imagine if it was fucked all year. Jesus, there would be a lot of breakdowns happening in the writing community, let me tell you. Mm-hmm, hmm. mm-hmm. Because T- I know they're happening just now. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to lead a, we'll have to start a new podcast, um, Lesbian Therapy. Lesbian yeah. podcast, writing therapy, Lesbian Tea Therapy. I don't know. Don't know what I'm saying. Um, so what else have I done? Um, so yes, I'm 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 in Whitstable. So that's my big news this week. Um, do you know the other thing I've been I've been thinking about this week is um, I don't know if you've seen this on Amazon, but I, I'm a member of Prime 
reading and so I get the Amazon First Reads program and I read Rachel Lacey's uh book um what was that called Between the Lines I think can't yes, remember yeah um so. yeah that was on it, her first reason that was the one that you know jumped up the chart and got into the top 100 and did really well for her um now there's one at the moment on the First Reads program called Paid Bridesmaid the Paid Bridesmaid so I thought hang on hello I know that subject and obviously it's it's a it's a straight romance and so it is a a illicit uh, affair between the paid bridesmaid and the best man. Obviously, she's not going to break up the happy couple because that would be probably a bad move in a romance. <laughs> a, a straight romance I'm talking about. Although I think that would be more scandalous, right? Yeah, but um, I, it was interesting. So I'm, I've been reading that uh, on the First Reads programme and it's interesting. I've just been thinking, I wonder if I could target it in adverts, Amazon adverts, because, you know, Bicid was the trailblazer, right? Bicid is my term for before you said I do. Uh, yeah, because I was looking, this one only came out this year. So um, maybe they saw mine and thought, hey, that's doing well. Who knows? You never know. Now, when you say, who's having the affair in this straight romance? Is it, you said it's the paid bridesmaid and the best man. So it's not the actual couple who's getting married. Yes, it's the paid bri- bridesmaid and the best man. Okay, because yours is the paid bridesmaid and then one of the brides. And the br- the bride. The bride. She's marrying a man. Oh, that's right. I, sorry. I got I got confused. Easily confused. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept. <laughs> TB, I don't know how to tell you this, but sometimes when women get married, they marry men, apparently. <laughs> this is a, such a strange thought. <laughs> but anyway, so, <laughs> but I literally, my brain just shut down. So I'm wondering... Um, I'm wondering how it would have worked in the, the the straight romance if they mixed it up a bit and went your route. Uh, yeah, I think that would be more interesting. It'd be more, it'd be a bit different, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, probably probably frowned upon in the romance. Um, but you know, in in lesbian romance, uh, you know, I, I, in mine, I gave um, Abby the the bride was having doubts anyway, and I gave the groom a happy ending. Everyone gets a happy ending, TB, guaranteed. Well, that, that- there you go. There you go. You you covered it. But yeah. um, that's interesting, though, that that is popping up after because your book came out in 2020 and that one just took off. Yeah. And it took off in Brazil as well. It, so. di- it did. It's still doing well in Brazil. It was back to number one in Brazil this week. So crazy, crazy times. Anyway, let's the ranking is affected in other marketplaces. You mm. might be stuck there for like months. Good God, job. My, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's it. Wherever you are now is. <laughs> It's like that game you used to play in kids' parties where it's run around now and now stop and then you're frozen there. All right, let's get on to comments. Any any, right. any comments, comment monitor? We have quite a few, Claire. First off, we have Angie who, um, she is the one who told me that she could not comment on the website. So she was glad that she was able to help fix a bug. And she asked how I was doing about adopting Claire's January mindset about being positive, and I guess I survived January, but now I'm fucked off in February. So I at least survived the January staying positive. I lasted one month in my be positive. Also, we have a comment from Claudia who was addressing our question about when to quit the full-time job, and Claudia wrote, In my opinion, it's also a question of where you live or what language you write in. Lesbian novels in English, for example, can find readers almost anywhere in the world. With Icelandic, Finnish, or Turkish publications, it will be more difficult to make enough sales with your own books if they are lesbian literature. 
also giving up a full-time job um, to make a writing, you have to advertise accordingly, have your own website, show presence on at least some social media channels, and do readings. It also means being a bit more in the public eye than before, and not everyone is cut out for that. We, we discussed, like, health insurance, right? Health insurance? Yeah, we discussed how you have to think about health insurance yes. and having yes. savings. Yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah, that is something I, I we didn't mention, especially the being in the public eye. That is a, a, a major change I had to get adjusted to because I'm very shy. And when I had to start doing readings and everything and being on social media and all that, it was another big thing that I had to tackle and overcome. Yeah. So we appreciate you pointing those out that we missed. All right, we have Sherry who commented on Twitter about another one about positive. Man, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people today. So <laughs> Sherry on Twitter said, about staying positive, just listen to this episode this morning. The next time my kiddo tells me upsetting spaghetti about something, about something, I'm going to counter it with I'm the positive princess. I love upsetting spaghetti. Maybe I should start saying I'm very upsetting spaghetti, Claire. I'm very upsetty spaghetti. I think you should absolutely say that because you can't say that with an unhappy face, can you? No, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> so I appreciate Sherry letting me know. So whenever I'm, instead of saying I'm fucked off, I'm upsetty spaghetti. Yeah. Mm. So again, everyone's trying to get me to stay positive. I appreciate the help. We have a comment from Brandy. Brandy commented that uh, I found it interesting that both of you found it difficult to write stories using, for Claire, American English, and for TB to write British English. My beta reader commented on how I use both British and American English in my story. I also use Canadian English because I'm Canadian. Under her comment, I had never stopped to think about all the crossovers, British, American, and Canadian English. She mentioned that it could be confusing. Perhaps the differences in English would make an interesting topic for lesbians to write. That would be a hard one. If you have, if you're Canadian, you also have Britishisms and Americanisms. It's hard because, like, even now, I'm questioning because I watch a lot of British television, and I and I live there, and now I'm confusing what actually is an Americanism and Britishism, and it's getting harder. Yeah, I think it is uh, more difficult. I, I know my wife uh, thinks that she's always like, "Is that an Australian thing or is that a British thing?" Because there's a lot of crossover, a bit like Canada. So, um, yeah. Maybe we should all just say fuck it. And just have crossover. Yeah. Because you know what? It's, we all love words. We're writers. We love words. And so I, I, I don't like being limited in what words I can use. But our next comment is from Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> our next comment is from Patricia. <laughs> I think I may have broken. How do you say it? Patricia. Patri right? Patricia. Patricia. Our next comment is from Patricia. Patricia says, I guess... You still got it wrong. <laughs> okay. The next comment is from Patricia. TB is having difficulty saying her name, so I have taken over. Patricia's comment, TB. I cannot wait to see Princess TB. And I think there's a lot of people who are really wanting that one. And it's in the works still. I promise it's in the works. But also, Patricia says... As for the sapphic bit, for me, in my bubble, that's a well-known term because we asked if people would know the difference between, or would know sapphic over lesbic. So it's a 
It's a term I know both in English and in Portuguese, but I'm sure people outside said bubble will have a hard time knowing it. But again, they probably wouldn't have known lesbic either, and probably a lot of other queer terms. We don't know what word to use. <laughs> yes, uh, but I did see this comment uh, from Patricia, and um, I did think, oh, actually, fair point. Um, why would they have known lesbic? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a it was just a question, and and I've heard it questioned uh, on two other podcasts this week. So when it's been brought up, so interesting, right? Because you th- just think that everyone knows who who Sappho was, but um, not everybody does. No, not at all. And again, not everyone knows all the queer terms. Because the first time I heard lesbic, and this was when I was writing lesbian fiction, I was like, "What's lesbic?" And then I had to stop and be like, "Oh, I think I figured it out." <laughs> But my initial reaction was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> word. I think that was me as well. So, um, yeah, I guess it's just uh, getting used to it, right? Yes. And my apologies for to Patricia for, uh, man, I'm just having one of those days, aren't I? <laughs> That's it for comments before I get to buy us a coffee. Do you have any comments on your end? I do, but I'm gonna, I think I'm going to, I've got one, but I'll save it for next time. Because you had a lot of comments, right? Tease. No, no. All right. Oh, so now it's time for buy us a coffee. First up, Yvonne, Yvonne um, bought us a coffee and said, I will never write a book, but have enjoyed learning about your craft and listening in on your conversations. So we appreciate the coffee and we appreciate you listening as well. And the next person who bought us a coffee is Deb. And Deb wrote this on uh, buy us a coffee, which I, I found hilarious. Saw this on a billboard in Oklahoma City and thought of TV. In a recent study, it was found four out of three people struggle with numbers. And I will admit, I had to stop and read that several times to figure out. So yes, I, I would have laughed too, because um, we all know, apparently I struggle with numbers and pronouncing people's names. Yeah. Which is well done for making me the combat person. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for my own amusement and, and the amusement of everybody listening. Oh, I'm sure everyone's this, uh, giggling right now. But yeah, that's a, that's all for Buy Us a Coffee. We appreciate all the coffees, and thank you very much. Yes, and uh, if you enjoy us uh, and enjoy what we do, please run over and buy us a coffee. We, uh, we appreciate it. All right, let's crash on to the topic at hand, which is um, MM versus FF fiction. Are there any differences apart from the obvious? Now, this was a question sent in from Simon, who classed himself as a man fan. And we love a man fan, Simon, so great term. Uh, Welcome, welcome. So he was just um, saying that he's about to write some gay uh, romance, and he wanted to know, were there any differences, apart from the obvious, between romances between two women and romances between two men? Well, this was a timely question, I thought, because as I said, I'm in Whitstable at the moment with my friend Alison, who is a um, MM romance author, a, a gay romance author. And so I, I asked her what the difference is. Um, and we came up between us with, uh, with a few things that we thought were obvious differences. And I guess we're talking about um, MM fiction as a whole and um, sapphic fiction as a whole rather than just romance. So we decided that there are a few genre differences, maybe a few slight expectation differences. But there again, it really does depend on what the reader and what the writer gravitate towards. But let me let me go into it a little bit more. So in, let's take sapphic fiction. So sapphic fiction, 
contemporary romance is the winner, right? In all flavours, it's the biggest seller. So when I'm talking about contemporary romance, I'm talking about um, subgenres like age gap, fake relationship, women in uniform, who doesn't love women in uniform, ice queens, second chance, um, but also popular are other sub subgenres. Um, oh, sorry, not subgenres, genres uh, like crime thriller, historical fiction, paranormal, and the odd lesbian pirate. So that's where we are at the moment with uh, les lesbian fiction, sapphic fiction. Would you agree, TB, with that summation? I would agree with the summation, but um, I don't think lesbian pirates are odd. I love lesbian pirates. Give me more lesbian pirates, I please. I didn't say they were odd. I said they were had a whole genre to themselves. <laughs> I know. I love them. <laughs> you know, I've never read a lesbian pirate uh, book, and I feel like, uh, no, let's be honest, I'm never going to read it. So, you know, I feel like I should, but I'm not. So, crashing on. So, but in, in um, MM romance, uh, sorry, MM fiction, contemporary romance, again, is the winner in all flavours, but you'll have slightly different um, tropes or subgenres. So, for instance, my, my trusty friend said, big genres are um, best friend's younger brother. But also very, very uh, familiar ones to us, like friends to lovers, fake boyfriend, enemies to lovers, those kind of things. But she said another really big subgenre is a one she termed as daddy boy, which kind of means where you have an older, wiser, stronger man who gets together with a younger, smaller man who has emotional baggage and the stronger man is there to make everything better. So... Daddy boy is a is a sub, big subgenre, and she also says you ha you have subgenres which you just wouldn't have in uh, sapphic fiction. Uh, one of them is called empreg. Have you heard of this? I have. Heard so of that, yes. so empreg is where men can get pregnant, and there's a whole world called the Amigaverse where this happens. So yes, if you're interested, it's all out there, everyone. Um, plus, shifters are really popular, apparently, in MM. And that's where men shift into sexy, powerful animals like wolves or lions um, as part of, like, I guess, paranormal, right? Um, but she says as well, there are romantic comedies where men shift into squirrels and lesser animals. <laughs> oh. So I'm intrigued by that one. Do we have that? I know we have shifters in FF, but I don't know. I I I don't know if I've seen a squirrel one. No, I think we're missing a trick with the old shifter rom com. What what happens in the stories when they shift to a squirrel? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I need to read one just to figure this I out. I know. Yeah, maybe we'll put one in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's an interesting one because I know we have rom coms, but man, if someone out there wants to write an FF rom com where the person shifts to a squirrel. Yeah. I might read that. We're all Just... here we're all here for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. That just kind of blew my mind. I know, right? You see, this is I would not have known this had I not been away with an MM romance writer. So, um now that's the thing. Do we have the equivalent in F, in um, FF like shifters and other universes? Yes, we do. Uh but I just think because um MM, MM fiction as a whole is a bigger genre. It's got a wider audience. So that sort of thing is going to be, it's a bigger, it's a bigger um, genre in its own right than in ours. Um, in MM, kink, kink and erotica is also popular, but that is the same, that is true for, for the lesbian um, and sapphic world as well. Um, I would say, and this is true of, of MM and FF, that some of it is written, let's say um, lesbian erotica, 
some of it is written by women and that is different has a different edge to it um rather uh, written by women for women rather than the general wider erotic audience um where a lot of the stuff can be written not not necessarily for women for for the female gaze shall we say Correct. There's, there's an audience for everything. There is, TB. There certainly is. <laughs> and the same. to be nice. There's an audience for everything, but <laughs> not all FF erotica is written for the normal FF reading audience. No. And the same can be said for the um, MM kink and erotica too. One thing I wondered was um, sex on the page. Is there more or less in an average MM book, particularly romance? Now, I suspect that that's impossible to quantify because I think it 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 varies hugely in in FF romance as well, right? So I think it probably varies a lot in MM romance as well. A totally unscientific survey of the I've probably read a handful of MM books. I would say there's probably slightly more sex, but not like loads and loads, but maybe you know ten twenty percent. But uh, it's unscientific, so there could be that to think of as well that point i have also read some mm uh books and yes i did notice that there were there seemed to be more sex scenes than what i was used to yeah so okay. so that's i'm just going to add to your unscientific and, and yeah. throw my throw myself into that bucket and say yes <laughs> that's two yes. of us two of us so it must that's now scientific right it must be universal is that how it works yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i think the other thing um to think about is tropes so as i said that with the genres differing mm um the the tropes are going to be different as well so look around and assess what's popular uh, sorry will your characters react differently because it's two men versus two women maybe but how men and women react can be based on stereotype as well in books so and the best type of books flip stereotypes so i would argue that men and women aren't as different as we all like to make out really people are people and we're all fragile we're all vulnerable we all put up walls we all just want connection so make sure your characters want that too um, I think the key to writing a good mm romance is to write a good story with realistic flawed characters and to entertain your reader which brings me around to the final point um, so I think the final point to say is that you have to also consider your audience for FF uh, fiction and romance we know that most of our we know that all our books are read by straight and queer men and we know that some straight women read them too but the majority of our readers are queer women we know this all all the um correspondence i get i would say i, I don't know how many percent but it, it's 80 and above is queer women um, and we love all our readers but i'm just that's just the facts right so when i'm writing i always have my ideal reader in mind and that's always a queer woman even though anyone can read it, read um, FF fiction. But in or, or MM um, fiction, the audience is not, it's not primarily gay men. So that has to be a consideration. Um, yes, there are gay by queer men who, who read MM and there are queer women who read MM, but it's mainly read by women and mostly straight women, some queer, but mostly straight. So do your research and know the expectations because the audience for MM uh, romance is is not the same as it is for it's not the same parallels as in ff romance yes and that's one of the reasons that mm genre uh not genre is it genre i don't know mm it has much larger than ff because they have a lot more readers yeah i mean if you look at the reading uh pop reading population as a whole 70 percent and over i think maybe some more than but 70 uh up, 
upwards of 70% of the readers in the whole world are women. Women of all flavours and all varieties, but women. Women are your readers. So women is who you've got to appeal to. But um, in MM especially, um, women are over... I, I don't know the figures, but it's a huge percentage of the readership. So you have to um, have that in mind when you're reading. Your ideal reader is probably a woman. Yes. So there you go. That's my that's my summation uh, done in conjunction with my lovely friend Alison. Um, so um, have you got anything to add? Well, I'm looking over my notes. I think you hit them all, or <laughs> Alison did. Yeah. <laughs> we should have brought Alison on. Yeah, she should have. She should have sat in here. She's downstairs doing the dinner. Wow, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, I sent her out for wine, and now she's going to cook me dinner. So um, she's a she's a she's a great pal to bring along on a on a writing weekend. Yeah, so you're you're laying or writing week. So you're locked up in the bedroom, laying in bed doing a podcast, and you sent her out to get booze, and she's cooking you dinner. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct thing to say. <laughs> Are you at least going to do the washing up after? I will. And there, we do have to do the washing up here because there's no dishwasher. Oh, my God. It's like we're living in the 80s. I, I don't have a dishwasher, which oh. has really become well, uh, um, become hyper aware of that during the pandemic because yeah. I have to wash <laughs> all my dishes for every meal I have. Are you living in the 80s? Uh, no, we're, we're not living in the 80s here because we do have Netflix. We've got an Airbnb place, but we, it's got Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that. So amazing. Sorry. Sorry for mentioning Amazon again, Janet. Love Amazon. Yeah. Amazon does not cause any problems in my life whatsoever. <laughs> so there you go. So we hope, Simon, that that, um, that answer your question. And yeah, I mean, as I said at the, at the end, really just uh, there, are, there aren't that many. There are some sm- slightly nuanced uh differences but really it is just about writing a great a great romance and if you just follow the the romance beats um that you can find you can find readily available in a lot of books and a lot of websites uh, then you should be golden this question also helps prove our point that and before you start writing a story you have to know your market because i did not know about the squirrels <laughs> i did not know that you're focusing but on the squirrels <laughs> i am focusing on the squirrels well i knew about the um m Prague and all of that and i knew that but um this was a new one but it again you really need to study the market before you write the book yeah absolutely study the market know your ideal reader and then write a story that's gonna thrill and surprise them absolutely we can't absolutely. we can't say any more than that That is our pearls of wisdom, our nuggets of gold for this week. And it's mostly you. I've been a hot mess this episode. (laughs) I've been sweeping it up, TB. Don't you worry. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, then. Well, we are going to sign off now because I've got to go and drink some wine and eat some food. Uh, TB's got to go back to uh, washing up all her dishes from the 80s. And um, we will be back next week oh no but do comment yes do comment and tell us uh we're not going just yet everyone don't worry do comment and tell us um if we've missed any differences or what you think the differences are or what's the essence of writing a great book tell us we'd love to know the essence, I like that. Yeah. The essence. Um, you can uh, comment on the website lesbianswhowrite.com, 
or by email, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter at leswhowrite. You can Facebook us or you can Instagram me at Clairefic. And join us next week when we will be discussing something that we haven't decided yet, but it'll be great, really funny. And TB will be super positive by then, won't you? And hopefully I've had some sleep. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise I'll be dead. Yes. All right then. So <laughs> see you next time unless TB is in fact dead. All right. In the meantime, take care. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Music